You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, um, we're going to look, um, we're continuing our series on Jesus Engaged, looking at how Jesus engaged um, the insiders. And those are like the Pharisees and Sadducees and some of the other people that are inside uh, that are religious people, uh, religious leaders, religious people, that sort of thing. Um, and so we stumbled upon the text in Mark chapter 8, 11 through 13. And so Zach, as you, um, as you do what you do with the text, uh, reflect on it for us. <laughs> As I read it, is that what you're trying to say? Uh, so yeah, Mark chapter eight, verses eleven. I this is a a really fun interaction between Jesus and the Pharisees. Um, that I think I don't know. There's there's a lot here. Let's get into it. Uh, the Pharisees came and began to argue with him, asking him for a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, "Why does this generation ask for a sign?" Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them and getting into the boat again, he crossed over to the other side. And there's so there's so much there that I like in just this very short interaction. Um, Gosh, we. We see the Pharisees coming to Jesus, asking, trying to test him, doing the thing that the Pharisees and the religious leaders do to Jesus, especially late in all of the gospel texts. They're they're constantly trying and building, trying to build a case against him. And here yet again is another thing, but I, I love how Jesus responds. <laughs> he sighs deeply in his soul, in his spirit. Um I, I think we see the fullness, the full divinity and humanity of Jesus here in just this overly frustrated part of himself of really, really, this is what we're going to do. You're going to come and ask me once again for this, right? And and Jesus, being Jesus, knows knows exactly what they're trying to do, right? Knows exactly what they're getting at. And, and he sighs deeply. In any time in the gospel that Jesus says, truly, I tell you, um, he means business, right? Like, I love, I love that line uh, from Jesus. Truly, I tell you. Um, it, listen up look here, right? Like that, I think that would be the modern day equivalent. Um, hear me. <laughs> um, but he just goes on to say, you, you're not going to get one. You're not getting a sign. This generation isn't going to get a sign. You're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to miss out. And he books it. He just, he just leaves. He does the thing I tell my children to do. And you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, or you, you can't, you know, get over whether you're mad or angry or frustrated or, you just don't want to be there and you can't respond properly or kindly leave, <laughs> remove yourself from the situation. And I think, think, I think that's what we see in Jesus here is he just so frustrated and so over this group of people that he just sighs and he leaves. <laughs> he goes to the other side of, um, of the lake. And uh, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of truth here, a lot of reality here, and a lot of humanity and divinity from Jesus uh, in just a couple of short verses. 
Um, and it, for these people who should know better, right? We're talking about the insiders. These are the religious leaders. Um, yeah, it's just, just that deep sigh. I, I, I hear that in throughout the Gospels a lot when Jesus is just like, all right, <laughs> here we go again. So, you know, you, you know how we are uh, about using uh, the message. You know, we love it, but hate it. Um, so I went and looked to see what the message had to say about this verse. And and so, uh, obviously, you know, with the way that Eugene Peterson structured the message, it wasn't like verse by verse, but they kind of did it. Did it. So verse 12 would be provoked. He said, why does this generation clamor for miraculous guarantees? If I have anything to say about it, you will not get as much of a hint of a guarantee. <laughs> and I, just, I don't know, when you were sharing your stuff, like I found myself, like, like I was like, I have to see what the message says because you, know, you never, like, it's always fun to hear how Jesus may respond, but yet, like, um, I think here, like, we get a typical couple of things. One, um, you know, Jesus always very rarely, like when he encounters the uh, religious people, uh, the insiders, um, he always asks them, a, tends to always ask them a question, like, why are you doing this? Like, what, you know, what does this say? And, 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 and he does that. So way one, like is to provoke thought for them to think about what they're doing, but then also as a sign of a good teacher does do those things. Um, and so, like, I think that when it's easy for us to fall in that trap of saying he was upset, he, he didn't like religious people, like, we could go through all the negatives, well, but in reality, what he's doing, and, and, and almost every story where he is encountering the religious people or an insider, um, there is a... Um, there is a question, like a, a teacher to student moment, and, and Jesus does a really good job of that. And, I, you know, I think that that's something for us to learn from, like when we're dealing with people that um, can sometimes bother us, you know, instead of having a rebuttal, um, you maybe actually ask a question for what they're saying. Um, and I think that um, this is definitely a good example of that, you know, you know, obviously he's upset, but there's more to reason why he's upset, uh, more than just the, um, you know, more than just the, the, they, they were getting at him, I think. Um, you know, here they're coming off of feeding the 4,000 and like, mm -hmm. even in that situation wasn't a great, perfect situation. So like, obviously Jesus gets a little angry and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if he's fully human, fully divine. So he has every right to be angry, especially after, you know, here, hey, we just fed 4,000 people and yet you religious people are being jerks. Like, mm -hmm. we just wanted to get back in the boat to head to the other side. Like, that's all we want. Like, and, and I think that that's where you're like, when Jesus has those moments with the insider here, you know, religious stories, we have to look at the larger picture, mm -hmm. but then also realize that they were trying to trap him. Like they were obviously intimidated by his power and authority. And, um, and so they did all that they could uh, to, to trap him. And so, yeah. Well, and if you, if you dig back into the beginning of, of Mark and uh, really anytime, any of the gospels mention like the temptation of Jesus when Jesus is out in, in the wilderness. Um, it, it's, this is the same question. Do something, do something cool. Uh, show us something, uh, make rocks into bread, right? Do, do these sensational things to show people who you are. And it, Jesus response is the same. No, like, that's not why I want people to follow me because I'm doing cool stuff. Right. 
Um, and I, I think there's some some hints of that here of, yeah, I just fed 4,000 people, right? We just healed a bunch of folks. I can't, what, what more do you want, right? Like, I'm not just going to willy-nilly do stuff so that people, you know, avoiding that sensationalism and just that need, uh, that need for a sign for people to see on command, right? Perform, Jesus, perform. And I, I, just, I just think that it's, it's fascinating the times in scripture, the times in the gospels when people are asking for a sign, whether it's, uh, you know, the religious leaders, whether it's the disciples, the people on the inside that are watching Jesus and walking with them, who just left this space where they fed 4,000 people. Ooh, show us, show us Jesus, show us a sign. Just, I think it's in Luke. Um, after they feed the 5,000, the disciples like, can you, can you show us again? And Jesus is like, what? <laughs> Didn't you just see? I mean, he points right back to it. And, and what do you do with that? I mean, it, it begs the question. Yeah. The, the Pharisees here are trying to test Jesus and, and build a case against him and trap him a little bit. But how often do we find ourselves asking for the same thing? Hey, Jesus, just show us, show us a sign, you know, uh, show us this or that, um, prove to me that this is who and where and what you want me to do and go and be in. And, and I think all the while it's right in front of us. We, if, if we allow ourselves to be present in those moments, I think we see it and we we don't have to ask. Uh, we don't have to ask for more confirmation, right? You? Yeah. Um, well, I'm used to having my little box. Like I know. <laughs> um, and, and the little uh, crazy bar went dark, so I had to like hit it twice. Um, uh, so, you know, I think that that's the thing is that like what, what I find interesting about this story that we picked is that like, we're right like they have the same it's like this amazing thing happened and then the pharisees showed up right right so they didn't see it so obviously they didn't see it or experience it. Sure. they just know that hey there's man the big crowd of people there's jesus like what's he doing like and and, and you see that in the church of like i mean you probably have stories of where you did an amazing thing a bunch of people showed up and then some of those religious people uh, showed up right. and then we're very critical of like well, these people aren't going to be at church on Sunday. Well, that's not, you know, yeah. like there, there's more to this than just that. And, and, and obviously Jesus has every right to be angry because, you know, like he literally just met like a whole bunch of feet, uh, a whole bunch of people with a limited amount of resources and had leftovers. And so like, obviously he's going to be a little tired. So I think that the, like, I think today the question could be is as we think about ourselves, um, one, how do we encounter Jesus? Um, and, and two, uh, what are we doing um, to be like the Pharisees, but not be like, have the faith like the Pharisees, the commitment of the Pharisees, but not have the blindness of the Pharisees to where God is at work. And, and I think that that leads into why the Gospels paint the Pharisees and Sadducees in such a picture, because they want us not to be they want us to have the faith like the Pharisees, but not the blindness of the right. Pharisees when the Son of Man isn't present with them. Um, and I think that that's the thing that we all um, can fall trapped to. Where we're missing out where this, where God is at work right in front of us mm -hmm. um, because of, it doesn't follow the rule or the Bible doesn't say that it does it this way. I think that that's definitely, for me, where I'm landing in it. I think that's a good challenge for me. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, well, maybe it's the question of how do we celebrate the moments that we miss without turning around saying, what about me? 
when do I get the cool moment, right? When do I get to see? Um, Cause you're right. I mean, we miss out on stuff all the time and I've, I've had plenty of instances where we've done really cool things for a variety of, of people and ministries and ways and turned around and celebrating that. And there's always somebody going, well, what, what about me? Why don't I get to do that? You know, why I, I missed it when, when's my turn And in yeah, letting go of that, that need to say, what about me, but celebrate, celebrate these moments that are really awesome. Uh, and, and take that for what it is rather than turning inward. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good place to land. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I encourage you to engage with us uh, online, uh, wherever you do. Uh, I encourage you to continue to, um, you know, give us the ratings wherever you're listening to us and watching us. That helps us get our word out there. Um, and, uh, and go on our website at beardeddeagles.com where we've got all sorts of great stuff in here and past podcasts you can listen to. Um, so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Prince. Uh, and Zach Bechtold, thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.